Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabach and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. It's too regurgitated. I mean, I'm listening to podcasts after podcasts of people talking about the same. I mean, like, when is anyone going to come out with something that's innovative? I I mean, so like, I I, I just tune that shit out. Like, I'm just so sick and tired of everybody being a coach and every, and I'm not, this isn't me hating. This is me being honest with the fact that like, dude, seriously, like stop your bullshit. I mean, honest, enough is enough. Everyone's a coach now, just, you know, be a, be a lion in a pack of sheep. It's like, dude, are you serious? Like, well, here's what we what learned is we about? learned that coaching in the industry is just defined as this. Did you make your calls? Did you set your appointments, right? Like that's what they call coaching. And to me, it's the industry is going to need more than just how many, you know, how many doors did you knock on, right? Like you're actually going to have to improve the, what I was talking to you pregame about, not just the experience, but making the ball player better, right? Like making the agents going to have to get better at their job. Like they're going to, I mean, we're seeing everything move to off market. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I almost see, uh, you know, there's a challenge because now they only want to talk to you if you have something that's not on the market. Yeah, they can see everything. They can see everything. But here's the thing is that all this chatter and coaching from everybody, you the best way to make it in this business is just to work really hard. No. And but work hard to some people is, is different than others, right? Like no doubt. I mean, you, like, you like Gary Vee. Right? Well, I mean, listen, I dare somebody like what what is working hard to you and then what is working hard to me and maybe that's where the coaching comes into play so you can actually see like, "Oh, that's that's real work." Right, like seven days, relentless. Now, granted, not everybody, yeah. not everybody has dreams and visions of, of doing what necessarily we want to do. But at the same time, you still got to work hard. You got to work harder now because it's harder to get to the consumer. But what is effort? How, how do you define effort? Like showing up to the office at nine thirty and leaving at three thirty—that's a six-hour workday. What are you talking? <laughs> about? Yeah, but Jason, you—we're in that business where part-timers are still for real. Not even part-timers, full-timers. I mean, full-timers are still, th- some of them are 30 hours, 35 hours a week, and they're it's able to full-time. That's full. <laughs> that's what his argument is. No, that? but that's not full. Like, I know you're right. right. And like, you're right. Full-time is we, like. We meet with them. We talk with them. And they're able to make a decent living. Like, that's one like of they this there. business, though, is still a little bit of an attraction for the entrepreneurs in this world that want to get into something that they can build on their own. Right. And call it I want to be able to, to, be able to sleep work. in, right? But get they want to be able to do the work. Because here's the thing, they'll sit there paralyzed. Like, I know what I need to do, but if they don't know how to do it, they don't ask how to do it. But a lot of this stuff, like I was telling Ken, who runs who runs our operations, you know, it was funny because we were doing something. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember how to do that. And he's like, he's sorry. And he's like, he's like, you don't. I go, and they were like making fun of me because it was something like minute, but they do it every day. I just haven't got involved with it in right, years. Right, right, and right. I turn back and I go, always good I go, to make fun go, of the boss. Yeah, and I turn back and I go, don't forget, I built this company. <laughs> what word did you really use? Yeah, you know, like, no, so it but, wasn't the input sheet? <laughs> right, right, right. I don't even know what that is. Right? But the point is this, is that even to this day, like... It was DocuSign. I don't know. Yeah, it was DocuSign. Like, I don't know. What, what, like, yeah. So, but the point is, is that my, what I'm doing has evolved to something different. 
but I'm still yes. working as hard, if not harder now, because now no, you chase bigger, you pay, you chase bigger deals. Yeah. So it's not about the one-on-one -on -one paralyzed houses. sitting there like, Oh, well, I don't know what to do. Well, figure it out. That was my yeah. point. Like I had to figure it out. Right. It was just me. Yeah. They so want more training than that though. It's tough. But they, yeah. But then it's like, how hard are you really willing to work? Like, are you willing to work an 11 hour Saturday? Right. Are you really, are you willing to work an 11 hour, 12 hour Sunday? Yeah. And a lot of people are like, but I worked on Sunday. Listen, a nine to one open house isn't a full day. <laughs> it's not. That's not work. And you know what? For people that actually have a job that kind of sucks to go to, like, you know, they got my next door neighbors redoing his roof. Those dudes are there at 530 in the morning and they're working until like eight at night. Yeah. Like, you don't see them saying, oh, I'm going to go. I'll be there from like 11 to two today. <laughs> they wouldn't have a roofing business. You know what I'm saying? But like in real estate, it's acceptable that I'm going to, I have a couple meetings today and then I'm going to go get some paperwork done and I'm going to work on a few things. Well, what is work on a few things? Like I always say people like I'm working on that right now. Well, what does that mean? What, what are you, what are you working on? How are you yeah. working on it? It's a mental exercise that I do with myself. Yeah, that's what I do. I'll be done in a minute. <laughs> working on what, man? Like it's oh. just, but there's so many things you can do in this business to make money. Whether it be, again, going back to building relationships, uh, building relationships with agents to send referrals in different parts of the country. Like there's just so many different ways to create revenue yes. in this if you're smart and you're willing to do the work. The problem is, is that some people aren't smart, they're, but they're willing to do the work. Others aren't willing to do the work, but they're super smart. To find those, those people that have both work ethic, drive, and are smart, like that's a rare commodity. Right? So it's odd that I have two number ones in the room. Is that what you're saying? Like this is a rare commodity that's so. in the room right now, right? Because I mean, I think that to give you guys both credit, you're obviously at the top of the game, right? And so you gotta you gotta have hustle. I know that you both have hustle, and you gotta be smart, which I know you both are. But for if you're talking to agents that are chasing you right now, right? Because that's a lot of if you're number one, then that means everybody else in our marketplace is chasing you, mm -hmm. right? What advice do we give them? So as we're working on the podcast, and we're trying to help them take put the consumer first. How is listen, it? Because sometimes it's easier to chase somebody yeah. than it is to lead the pack. Well, it always is. It always is. But here's the deal. Like in 2012, I wasn't sitting there saying I'm chasing Walt Danley. I had to stay in my own lane. I wasn't saying like, hey, I, I did. <laughs> but I, no, I'm saying like, I, I, I would say at some point I want to pass Jaffe or Walt or whoever it was at the time, right? Like who I who I was saying, they're number one. Yeah. My dream. And it can be done. There's the four minute no, mile. I like, can't, I can't, listen, my point is this. I wanted to surpass them, but I knew it wasn't going to happen in 2013 when I'm here in 2012. Right. I had to, I had to be smart about yeah. where I'm at with my business and be strategic about the growth and be smart about it. And at some point, hopefully I've grown the right way to where I can hopefully surpass them, but it's not going to happen next year. And the problem with people is this. Everybody wants instant gratification. Everybody thinks it's so easy to make in this business. They don't want to build a business. They're transactional based. They care about that one transaction. And that's not how you grow. You grow by, by building something. You grow by building your brand, your value proposition, everything. And if you're not willing to put in, you, you said it, I've been in this business 16 years. You know, so for somebody that's two, three years in the business, don't compare you to me. That's not fair. Aspire to pass me. Right? Like, hey, at one one day I'm gonna do three hundred million. Actually, I'm gonna do a half a billion. I'm gonna do seven hundred. Great. But you have to have the, the fortitude to want to build that and also the drive to say and and the intelligence to sit back and say, but it's not gonna happen in 2020. In 2022, 23, 
I want to hit 300. If you're doing 20 million this year, you're not going to do 100 million next year. You're not. Right? It's just not going to happen. No, you're right. I, I, you're saying everything that I believe. I mean, actually, I was listening to Gary Vee say the same message over and over again this morning is, is that it's a long game. It's not a short game. And unfortunately, it's a lot of work to get there. Totally. Right? And that it is, <clears throat> I, I, I unfortunately was like, okay, you know, I remember the number for Walt Denley was 178 million. And, but I was, to your point, I was like, okay, so then I need to do 300 million. Right, like my path was okay. Not worried about him. Just like, what was my path to three hundred million? And I mean, it was the web, but it, um, you know, we have, we only did two twenty three last year, so we're almost it's a hell of a year. Yeah, it was a good year. But but my point is, you have to be Lisa Roberts, an agent in town. She's a great agent, she, and I'm very close with her. And she's very young, and she crushes it. And you know, I I, I talk with her a lot about you know, be smart about growth, but also like. Don't, you don't have to, you're not going to get there tomorrow. Just continue to do with you because the path yeah. that you're on is explosive. It's a good one. Yeah. And yeah. it takes a killer like that, that now she'll do 50, 60 million this year. Two years ago, she was doing 15, 20. Like it takes time. And then once you, once you built that and you have the brand, now you can bring on people to help you and support and do the little things. Have buyer's agents. Have somebody that can help you. Like, you know, if you, if you, if you're doing 20 million, 30 million and you're hanging your own lock boxes, like that's just stupid. Right, like shame on you. Invest in people. Well, to help I find that's the hardest thing for agents, though, that want to grow is that they still want to do everything. Right, yeah. like they, they they still like they can't. I mean, to me, I used a rule that was, I just was trying to find someone that could do it eighty percent as good as I could doing it. Meaning that you, I think you just have to have that mentality because sometimes you find people that do it. Like, you know, Phil's done it better, Mauricio's done it better, Shanley's done each of their jobs, they've done better than I could. But you have to be able to accept that at the beginning, they're only going to be able to do 70 or 80% of what you did, but eventually they'll surpass you. But I mean, that, that's, no, that is no. a real struggle no, of, no. of letting well, first go. Of all, people right. are control freaks, number one. That's what I'm trying and to you know say. what? That, okay, that's Who? <laughs> Anybody who's seen one of them? And, and that's fine. But here's the deal. My buyer's agents, they're much better than me. Right. They do it. They do it six, seven times a month, constantly, over and over and over again. They've mastered it at this point, right? My agents yeah. that have been with me for a while. But you know what? My epiphany was this: I started to get some high quality leads in. I hired one buyer's agent who's still with me. She's my number one agent. Her name's Claire, and you know Claire did twenty six million last year, something like that. She did ninety eight deals, and she's just a monster. She's a machine. And so all of a sudden, I'm sitting there going, "Wait a minute! I have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar deal in Buckeye. Do I want to go to Buckeye?" No. But Claire will go. Claire wants to build her book of business. And then I was like, I got more leads in. I'm like, now I need another Claire. They'll go out and do it. They'll go out and hustle. You know, they'll go out and grind. And, yeah. get and then all of a sudden, now they're servicing the client better because, you know, why is it fair that if I don't want to do this, why is it fair that I'm representing that client? That's oh. not fair. Okay. So then we got to ask one more thing. Only because I heard this morning that the two hardest things for elite teams, so you're an elite team, is recruitment and retention. So how do you find the next Claire? Well, we don't, we don't recruit um, in Phoenix and we don't, we're recruiting in other strategic marketplaces. We recruit when I know I have enough deal flow to add an agent. We don't lead by agent count. And I think that's a massive, mis now listen, that's not fair because there's different business models that teams run, okay? If you're doing training and, and coaching and all the other stuff, that's a great value play. If you think that you're gonna join my team, 
you're going to get great training. You're going to, you know, see me once a month, like helping you. And we have, we have great people to help you understand our tech to become a better salesperson. But we're not like, we're not sitting there having, you know, daily training sessions and stuff like that. Like that's not what we do. Right. But there's teams that do do that. And if that's a value prop, great. But at some point, if you're not providing leads, they're going to leave you because their main goal is to build your book of business. Right. And so for us, I know in Phoenix, for example, I'm about where I can capacity wise until I add some more partnerships. And when I do that, then I'll add a couple more agents. So, and that's why our attrition is so low because once you're in our team, like I said, our arbitrage is three and a half to one. That's huge. You know? So once you're in and you get the systems and you get the, how we operate. Meaning for for every three deals that they close from you, they have one of their own. Yeah. It's three and a half. So, so we close three and a half team gen deals compared to everyone's self gen deal. That's our team average. You can't leave that because that's, 40 deals a year. And even if it was 25, 30 deals a year that we had to your book of business, right? A, that's about 80 to 100 grand. But B, the next year, if you do the same number, now you have 60 people that you get self-generated business from because we led it right. to. But that's where that longevity thing that I talk about in this <clears throat> business plays out. It takes time to build your business. So you got to be willing to put in the time. It doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of agents aren't. And I also say this, your first one, two years in the business, it's supposed to be hard. <laughs> like it's not supposed to be easy like you're supposed to wake up and be like shit i have to go get a deal yeah i have to eat that makes you fight my internship at pulthy homes in 2002 i made eight bucks an hour i was picking up cigarette butts and i was driving an hour and 20 minutes from south detroit uh, to north rochester like that's i made zero money but right. but you know what i had a goal i wanted to get hired so I could make money. And then I was training for a year, almost a full year in training, making 15 bucks an hour. So I put in 16 months of bullshit work. Oh, I was learning, right? But like hard work. Yeah, you no mean non, money. non deal flow. Right. right. You know, not to know. mention, not to mention four years of, of undergrad, getting a master. Like, you know, you put in your time, yeah. right? Like you put in the grind so you can reap the benefits down the road. But even with Pulte, it wasn't like, hey, you work at Pulte, go make 600 grand. You know, like, uh, no. You have a lot of stuff you have to learn. Sure. And so that grind work is what people are afraid of. But if, if you're sitting there and you're going to enter real estate, number one, you need to have some savings or you need to have something that's – we know how that roller coaster goes. But where it works out is in year two and year three, all of a sudden you have 20, 30 close clients and you're constantly staying in front of them to give them a referral. Then you're meeting with people. Now you build a name. Then you build a reputation. Then you can maybe add a buyer's agent. Like this does not – Deals start to pop. Right. Yes. That's it. Like you don't even know sometimes a deal falls comes across the plate that you didn't expect in your projections. And now you're like, I get it. Yes. Right. It starts to build upon itself. I mean, the compound effect is one of the books that uh, Darren Hardy wrote. I don't yeah. know if you're, are you familiar with it. I've heard of it. I haven't but it, read it. the concept is there where I mean, the real estate business to me is a big version of the compound effect where as long as you stay in front of the people. Right. I, I joke about it because it's kind of true is our best listing strategy is to sell a buyer a house. And then never let them forget about us. That's right. Right. That's right. No, you've been you're, building because that, that's what, essentially what you're building for all your agents is you're you're as you represent they're representing the buyer. Now they have a client as long as they take care of that client forever in a house that they're willing to sell that they would like to have a listing in in an area that they would like to have a listing in. Yep. Right. I mean yep. that's and then if you take care of them post close, you're constantly staying in front of them and touch points, tackle touch points, stuff like that. We do that for our agents. Like brownie recipes. 
sports schedules. We 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 we, we used to do like this. I you gave him like car magnets that said "I love Jason Mitchell." Yeah. Group. <laughs> yeah, with contests. Yeah, to win dinner with you. We, Is that? We <laughs> You're a client of mine, but you got to win it. It's a raffling dinner with me. The lucky client. I used to do the dumbest newsletter, like, and I yes, would, I would put like home recipes on there. Yes, and someone would be like, "No, but people like that." And you know what it comes out to? Honestly, a lot of the stuff, it's not a matter of what you do. It's just the fact that you do it. Yes. You're just there. Also, I'm a firm believer that people love to watch the rise. And so if you have communications with these 100 people in your system from 2003. Absolutely. And they see what it looked like then and they see what it looks like now and they see they appreciate the difference. They see they can. it's more believable. Well, they you saw you grow. People love bragging about you. Like that was the one thing as I was coming up, you know, and as I made my way to doing, you know, like personally over a hundred million in, in volume the past four years and our team now where we're at, all of a sudden now people want to be around you. It's like, they want to say, oh, that's my agent or that's my buddy or that's my thing, right? Like you become like- Or that's my podcast guest. That's my, <laughs> <laughs> that's my podcast. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying though? Like it's, it's, if you become cool, right? Yeah. You become yeah. cool because you're successful. Right, wow. and that's a great feeling. Like, and people tell me all the time, like, "Oh my God, you're so successful!" This and that. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I'm so unfocused about saying I'm successful. I'm focused. Like, I have a goal of where I want to be. Okay, hold on. Because we can't take too much of his time, right? We gotta let the guy go. Oh, so I'm sorry. We in, the, how are we, we doing? In conclusion, okay. we wanna we wanna <laughs> find out what is your vision. While you think about what you want to say, I just am, I can't help but wonder if you are gonna be like the cool successful kid in the donut world here soon i, I hope can't so. i can't help Listen, but think that right? i'm gonna send you guys our first dozen donuts oh deal buster george's donuts nice right. and uh and obviously you'll be invited to come down there when we do that's just fun for like i love how's that not fun for everybody yeah. you said donuts <laughs> <laughs> named after a dog yes so um but listen, but I'm, yeah, the vision of it, right? Look, I'm going to open up marketplaces across the country and have our trusted partners trust us to close those deals at a higher ratio than anybody else while providing our agents great system, brand, and technology in order to close more business than they ever thought possible. While taking the My Home Group brand with you? Well, we do it together. Of course. But yes, My Home Group, when I launch, we open MHG and we open JMG. Typically, JMG leads to charge because I can instantly get business in the door because our trusted JMG partners. JMG leads to what? Because I can open up the doors quickly and get deal flow in quickly yep. from our trusted partners. Sure. As long as what keeps me up at night is am I doing something wrong? Like am I doing something to where I'm jeopardizing anything? And the answer is right now, everything's good. So I just have to keep improving so our partners can keep trusting us. But we're gonna take the same model, like right now, we're gonna open Salt Lake next month and Dallas next month. Then I'm gonna go into Charlotte and I'm gonna have 20 marketplaces plus across the country with maybe eight to 10 agents. And we're just gonna become an assembly line of deals at all these different marketplaces and be smart about our talent. Cause the, the you know, I can hire talent when I, when I keep it tight, I can hire talent cause they're gonna get right. so many high quality leads. If I expand it, I gotta be cognizant of the fact that, hey, look, I may lose some people. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do it strategically <clears throat> and where my partners say, hey, if you go here, we got some good deal flow, go, go get it. So my goal is this, it's very simple. By 2021, I want to do a billion dollars. We'll we'll hit over, we'll do over 500 million this year. But I want to hit a billion in two years. That's my goal. And as long as as long as again, I can continue to create more relationships. You're after Ben. 
Who's that? Ben Cavaniero. He's the number one agent in the in the country. He's the first guy to do a billion dollars. Although his ben model, ben, no, Cavaniero. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. But it, but he does it through. Uh, from what I understand, is that he refers a deal to a builder and then they close it. You're actually doing the deals. I, I like I don't his numbers to me. I don't know that they're. I don't you know. know. I, his referrals are not. I don't count referrals. You're I think you're just like the, you're yeah. just. I think you're just after Jason, right? You're after the, to to figure out what's in your mind to He's get after a billion dollars. A billion dollars, right? Yeah, like and that's not like yourself. that's like saying I want to hit a billion. It's it's one of those things where I don't know. Like I don't know where it goes. I don't yeah. know, but I I know the model works, right. and I know I can scale it, and I know from a perspective. We should work for him. <laughs> I'll take Utah. <laughs> Wait, I, I like skiing. <laughs> okay, I can do Dallas. Dallas is a big market. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it kicks some tail because there's a lot of room in Dallas. Well, here's right? the thing. Like, I mean, that's a big city. city. Yeah. Once we, but here's the thing: it's more about state. So right now, you know, we started in Miami, but now we're opening Tampa next week, and then we have Orlando two weeks after. Once you get into the state, once you get the entities and everything set up, now now all you have the licensing to go to a different that state. That's the hard right part. Right is like getting yeah. all that shit set up and then whatever. But but once you get good leadership in place and you have states like Texas. So once we get established in Dallas, obviously we're going to open oh, Houston. We'll have San Antonio. A, maybe we'll yeah. have an MLS partner on our hands for the Because one of the, so we, I'm coming out with a, we've come out with a agent certainty score where we um, give the agent, because I think that the, to try and differentiate the difference between because the National Association of Realtors has not really provided a differentiation between, you know, an agent that's done one deal and you oh, yeah. or me, right? Like stratification, stratification, right? What's is that, that? I think that's the word that I heard this week that I loved because there's no stratification for realtors. Everybody's a realtor. And what we're trying to do with the agent certainty score is to put a level of how much of which agents are the ones that it, are believable. Yeah, that would be great. And which ones aren't? Yeah, because MLS less doesn't than. do that. No, but they do it on purpose because they don't want to. They don't want to cannibalize. Right, so we're not the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, right? yeah. We we do love the MLS, and we have we love our partner over here. Matt's a great guy, but the reality is, is that it's gonna threaten the realtor. Yes, is because the lower the the value of the lo- realtor is going lower and lower because they're trying to make it equal for everybody. But now. That's why the consumer doesn't trust us is because they're like, oh, you're all the same. Yeah. But so I didn't have a chance to articulate myself and you're just casting me off as the same as the lady you talked to down the street. I don't think that that's fair. I, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. As a thank you for coming on our show, we're going to provide you with your free agent certainty score by going to agenttruth.com. Is that yes. where it is? Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you yours. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate see, it. Because it's uh, still a work in progress and it's fun to get people's reaction to it just as we're looking at yeah, different data points that we can see that helps us, I don't know, differentiate you from... Well, you get an MLS score, you get a consumer marketing score, you get an experience score. Like, so we have five different categories of store, meaning like when you list a house, do you, what do, what is your original list price to sales price ratio? Got it. Right. Like just stuff That's like cool. that. Like, um, well, to me, it's one of the things that I struggle with, with traditional agents is they've been, I've been in the business 25 years and they look and they've done 27 deals. Right. And I'm like, I don't, when you tell someone you've been in the business 25 years, I think that they're expecting a level of certainty from you. But if you only do one deal a year, it's a different experience. No, I right? love the idea. I, mean, I love the concept just, of it for yeah. sure. No doubt. So 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Jason Mitchell, yeah. wow. spending an hour with yeah. us. We appreciate thank it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for stuff. coming in. You're awesome. Thanks. I can't Thanks. wait to Dude, watch I'm this. I'm all fired up now. I'm going to yeah. run through that fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank Seriously, you guys for listening. Loved it. Awesome. Thanks, Have guys. a good day. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.